the state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at an historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laugh as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the show, Ridiculous Historians. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, as is our want, it is past Christmas. It's the very last day of the year. So uh, we're going to crack open some uh, homemade eggnog into a Christmas episode just a few days late. I'm Ben. I am the first Noel. And the last. <laughs> and the last one. So, uh, okay. So, I am opening this. Uh, our super producer, Casey Pegram, are you, you nogging up, man? I'm nogging it. Do yeah. I need a cup? I don't have a cup. I'm just going to drink it out. You didn't bring your thing. nog? Oh, I, 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 my nog is at home. Okay. Well, you can have some. I just want to taste. Just yeah, to here, taste. Here, here, here. So, yeah, we can yeah. cheers. Okay. Great. <laughs> my first nog of the do year. We, do we give the nog backstory? We did it in the last episode. We did in, in the previous episode. Uh, so cheers to you, ridiculous historians. Everybody, we're, Whew. as we record, as you hear this, actually, we're just a few, uh, a, a few short hours away from 2020. So give your loved ones a hug, call someone you miss, uh, let them know you've got their back in the coming year. Cheers. 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 Mm. God, that's got George Washington Ooh. was a lush. Yeah, man. Wow, that's some strong nog. Whew. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it's a little hot on the mic there. Sorry, guys. So backstory of our nog. This mm -hmm. was uh, this was made as we mentioned in previous, or as we mentioned in a different episode. This was made by our uh, our composer for Ridiculous History, one Alex Williams. Yeah, also producer of note, mm -hmm. host of the. Uh, Delightful, delightfully quirky iHeart podcast, Ephemeral, uh, has worked on such true crime blockbusters as Atlanta Monster, mm -hmm. uh, Monster Zodiac, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of other cool stuff. And he's a he's a real nogster. Um, uh, he makes this every year and brings uh, to the office, and they go like hotcakes. And it is based on his interpretation of George Washington. Yes, that George Washington's incredibly uh, booze heavy. 
famous eggnog recipe, which is kind of a we we talked about it in a previous episode. So just go find uh, find whatever the heck we were doing on this show a year ago, and then and then uh, you'll you'll hear us you'll hear us give a breakdown of the recipe. I'm going to try to keep up with this nog while we're doing today's episode, but this is heavier than I remember. You got a lot more nog than me. I'm I'm just uh, I just had a little taste, but boy. I already feel it. It really packs a wallop. I'm trying to find just a, a, a rundown of the ingredients without, like, going through the actual method. Oh, let's I've got see. I've got, got it. Oh, wait, here we go. I got yeah. one here, too. We can just laundry list off real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so he says one quart cream, one quart milk, one dozen tablespoons sugar, and then and then the alcohol starts. That's right. One pint brandy. One half pint rye whiskey, one half pint Jamaican rum, one quarter pint sherry. And and you mix the liquor first, then separate the yolks and whites of 12 eggs, add sugar to the beaten yolks, and mix well. And then you add the milk and cream. You're slowly beating it the whole time. Then you beat the egg whites till they're stiff. You fold them into the mixture. Then you put it somewhere away for several days, tasting frequently. Yeah. So... It's crazy. This sounds like a, a frat house kind of recipe. Whew. Yeah, man. I uh, I think it's going to take me uh, a while to get this down. What, what do you think, Casey? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, this is one to savor over an extended period of time. I completely agree. We were having this debate off air. We are getting to an episode uh, also, but <laughs> spoiler alert, at some point we'll get to what we're supposed to be doing here. But we were talking about this off air. There is a debate about cold v uh, hot nog. Are you a hot nog person or are you a cold nog person? I think we're uh, we're cold noggins over here, right? Big time. Forcefully, yeah. 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 <laughs> Although I do understand the potential appeal of a warm, not hot nog. Because it's sort of like a war- hot, creamy drink, you know, like a hot cocoa or something. It, it could work. Yeah, you were saying something like 30 seconds in a microwave. 30 seconds in the microwave. Okay. And I can see that. You know, you're like by a fire, baby, it's cold outside, that kind of thing. Yeah, that song is very problematic when you it read the lyrics. It is incredibly problematic. It's strange that it was so popular for so long. And we are talking about Christmas songs today with a little bit of help from our pal, longtime friend of the show and personal friend of the three of us, Christopher Hosiotis. Here in Christmas spirit. Here in Christmas spirit. I started saying that and I just never stopped. I don't I don't know why I say that, but uh, I guess I just, you know, he was here from the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was our research uh, associate early on before our boy Gabe joined the show. And now Christopher's off doing exciting things on his own. Uh, and so I always feel like he is with us. And we still work with with him, you know, it's not, we always have the Christopher spirit here, you know. Uh, Christopher will be returning to the show in the new year, uh, but now he's, as you said, Noel, doing some some other things. He came to us, as he so often does, with this uh, fantastic idea that we thought would be pretty interesting. You see, Christopher, amongst his many talents, he's, he's a crackerjack writer, and he hipped us to the story behind all those Christmas carols that people have been hearing. And, you know, the weird thing about Christmas carols is in that liminal period between Christmas Day and December 31st, or sorry, January 1st, you still kind of hear those songs, right? Sure, yeah. And it seems like they start every, like, when's the first time this year you guys heard a Christmas song? That would count as, like, Christmas season. It's usually, like, in a grocery store, yeah. like, way pre-Christmas season. I would say the 
the less the least egregious early time for hearing Christmas music would be like after Thanksgiving. It's usually day one after Thanksgiving. I would agree with that being the least egregious, but I've heard, you know, I'm a Halloween guy myself on multiple levels, so I've heard some uh, instrumental Christmas music playing like not three days into uh, November. That's heresy. And they've already got, you know, the seasonal aisle decorated with stuff. Place smells like cinnamon brooms. Mm-hmm. Just get your, I think it's because it's such an economic boom to brick and mortar stores. Uh, but before we do this, we do have to have a, uh, a trigger warning for anybody who feels like they've heard too much Christmas music. We're not going to be heavy on it, but we we may have some clips pop up here and there, right? Yeah, uh, I, I would I just about guarantee it. Um, so a point Christopher makes in this article he wrote for How Stuff Works back in the day is that advertisers and marketers are a big fan of the whole idea of the lead up to Christmas. As we know, it happens earlier and earlier every year, it seems like. And uh, it's a little vexing, honestly. But they uh, kind of they relish it because they want to sell as much stuff, give people as much opportunity, remind people that the Christmas season is coming. Because it also comprises about 20% of all U.S. annual retail sales. And uh, I would say the um, crown jewels of the lead up to Christmas song would be the 12 days of Christmas. You know, with the, what is it? Piper's piping and the drummer's drumming. And, and a partridge in a pear tree. Well, that's the last one. Yeah. That's, that's you get there eventually. Do yeah. you know all of them? I don't Let's know all see. of them. No, I'm sorry. The partridge in the pear tree is the first one. So it's the partridge in a pear. Let's. This will be a fun quiz. Let's see if I can get this. We've got partridge in a pear tree, um, two turtle doves, okay. three French hens, four calling birds, five, five gold rings, five gold rings. That's the big like the the hook right yep, there. Yep. Um, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. So it's. Nine lords a leaping, ten ladies dancing. Well, you skipped some. Eleven oh, hens a laying. Oh, what is it? Eight, six hens. Six, six hens a laying. Seven pipers piping. Yeah. Eight lords a leaping. Uh, nine ladies dancing. Ten swans a swimming. Eleven geese a laying. I'm gonna make new lyrics. Crap. I, I've, I've, na- I've named them all, I think, but I haven't named them in the exact correct order. Yeah. I think it's totally fine. Well, let's see. Let's see. Oh, it doesn't go in order. It doesn't go chronologically in terms of the days versus the number of things. Because on the third day of Christmas, you got five golden rings. Right. So yeah, I, I bring that up because that's something that a lot of uh, a lot of us miss. You know, it's it's funny. Um, I would agree. It's a trivia question. I don't know if it's a fun tri- trivia question. I think just because I'm not the biggest fan of that song, but I am a fan of that song's history. It first shows up in England in 1780, so it's a little bit more recent in the English version than I had always assumed. But reportedly, it has French origins. Is that correct? That is correct. And uh, it it's meant to build anticipation for Christmas Day, uh, not so much in a uh, retail way, but in more of a religious way, um, because the Christmas season lasts all the way up until Epiphany on January 6th, and that's the day that most Christians actually associate with the birth, uh, and specifically baptism, of Jesus. And uh, the whole gift exchange wasn't really 
as big of a thing as it is today. Um, but uh, yeah, that was when you would you would actually tend to uh, exchange gifts on Epiphany, not on December twenty fifth. Right, you give them away on January sixth. Now, uh, this is this is public domain. There are numerous. Uh, different interpretations of this song. Uh, Casey, could you, uh, in the in the spirit of late Christmas, which is what I am dubbing our our holiday here, uh, could you give us a, a little taste? On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love sent to me. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Next up, now, Noel, I know that you and I are fans of musicals. Casey, are you a fan of of music or mm, musicals? It depends. It really, really depends. I could not say yes as a overall category. Yeah, but there are exceptions. Okay, so basically, it if it's not uh, if it's not Little Shop of Horrors, forget about it. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean. <laughs> There's there's some great stuff, but 
you know, just something about it's people. It's not your genre. Yeah, it's just not my thing. It's, yeah. I, I don't go deep with that genre. Yeah. Um, it's just Cats, right? That's your favorite. Well, I am kind of uh, excited to see Cats. <laughs> Man, the, the early review, the, oh boy, the reviews yeah. for that. Well, Cats. I'm just, I, I, I want to see it before they fix it. I want to see all the, like, rendering errors yeah. and, like, yeah. you know, the, the, where they, like, didn't mix it right and that's all right. that stuff. That's, yeah. that's no, what I'm there it's, for. It's pretty wild. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm a bit of a musical nerd, uh, not, like, encyclopedically so, but I'm definitely a fan. Uh, and I am not aware of the musical Meet Me in St. Louis from 1944 starring Judy Garland. Mm. Uh, and that is where the song Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas uh, became a very special and important Christmas song. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. Make the Yuletide gay. From now on, our troubles will be miles away. And I am a huge fan of that song. I actually yeah. think it's uh, quite charming and sweet. Uh, and very sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. It's way better than Baby It's Cold Outside. Uh, so you're right. This was introduced in 1944, but. Christopher argues that it became more famous or more canonical, at least, thanks to the 1957 cover by Frank Sinatra. And there's a line in there about making the Yuletide gay. As many of our listeners already know, doubtlessly, gay in this sense is in its original sense a synonym for happy or cheerful. But where does Yuletide come from? Yeah, it's like the Yule log, you know, like the it's it's a uh, an ancient Germanic festival, uh, more of a pagan thing that would have been held in midwinter um, called Yule. And tide is an old English word for uh, a season, which makes sense. Right. Turning tides, you know, but that yeah. also refers to tides in, in the ocean, which are tied to the moon, which are tied to the season, you know, like the, sure. the changing of the seasons. And then tide plus tide. The homonyms, they abound. It also makes me wonder about uh, words such as eventide, which uh, was maybe a different thing. Here's, Here's another one. What does it mean to troll the ancient Yuletide carol? That's one of the lines carolers sing when they get through Deck the Halls. Don we now our gay apparel, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Troll the ancient Yuletide carol, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. I'm going to take a guess. Troll, I bet it's almost like skipping the light fantastic. You know what I mean? Like sort of tripping the light fantastic is sort of to, you know, troll... The, you know, like to give it your all to like really lean into it mm-hmm. and and give it a, a boisterous performance kind of. You know, you're I like where your head's at. You're on the right path there because according to the OED, troll has numerous meanings. One of them is to sing in a happy and carefree way. So you, you kind of got it there, right? Uh, there are older meanings like moving around in a circular way. Or singing songs and that kind of row, row, row your boat. Yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, and around. For sure. So you could do that with Deck the Halls. Too. Yeah. 
And how about this? Uh, back to some old English uh, traditions. The melody of Deck the Halls is actually originally from a Welsh uh, song, a traditional Welsh song called Nos Golan, or New Year's Eve. And that's back from the early 1700s. It was, uh, uh, as many of these types of songs were, a drinking song. And that's where we get the original line um, that was changed to Don We Now Our Gay Apparel, which, as we know, means put on our happy clothes, our Christmas sweaters and such. Uh, in the original, it was fill the mead cup, drain the barrel. All right, yeah, a little more, a little harder on the paint, mm-hmm. right? And what's fascinating, even from a, a folkloric perspective, is the way we see these songs evolve over time with different lyrics, different interpretations, and sometimes entire melodies lifted and an entire set of different lyrics put on them, sometimes they change the meaning. There's a song that I have a soft spot in my heart for called It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas, which talks about a town transforming. A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that chooses the wish of Barney and Ben. Dolls that'll talk and we'll go for a walk is the hope for Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait. And it's an anticipatory again. song. It's meant to build excitement, sort of the same way that 12 Days of Christmas is. Uh, In this song, you know, people put up decorations, they get in a better mood, kids start to think about the presents they would like, and they name presents like a pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots, and then dolls that will talk and so on. So we get it, toy pistol, dolls. But what exactly are hop-along boots? Have you ever had a pair of hop-along boots, anybody? No, it would have been like Hopalong Cassidy, the uh, the famous uh, Western cowboy, the actor, Bill Cassidy, right? Yeah, yeah, popular character, Bill Cassidy. So it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas comes out in 1951. Bill Cassidy is this, he's the cowboy who drinks sarsaparilla. He made that famous. Sioux City sarsaparilla? <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, he had a weird walk because he got shot in the leg. In, in the course of his adventures, and people gave him the nickname Hopalong. And so since he had this nickname Hopalong from his storied career, of course, whenever you do a show that children love, it's all about the merchandising, right? That's a Spaceballs reference. So around the time that it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas drops in 1951, Hopalong Cassidy boots were a popular child's item or toy, you know, they were like the the Air Jordans for the kiddies, uh, or they were like, uh, you know, uh, they weren't on the level of a Tickle Me Elmo, but they were still very, very popular. Yeah, it's true, um, and that you can actually find some uh, branding behind it online. Uh, it says Hopalong Cassidy Acme Cowboy Boots. Here's your pal Hopalong Cassidy in his brand new cowboy boots, and they're sort of kid size. He's holding them like with two fingers, like they're very tiny. Um, you can still buy some in the style. It's a uh, it's a pretty traditional shorter cowboy boot with kind of like inlaid eagle looking things on the front and the back, mm-hmm. uh, stitched in. Pretty pretty cool actually. So. The next tune, or the next concept, I should say, is one that I actually learned about a little while ago, but I, I still think is pretty weird. So most of our popular Christmas songs here in the States come from, you know, the mid-20th century, 1950s or so, and that's because uh, the concept of Christmas could be uniformly impressed upon the audience. 
uh, or they come from Northern Europe in the 1700s and 1800s. There is a song called Here We Come, A Wassailing that's still around. Have you, are, you, are you familiar with this one? Wassail was like a drink, right? Yeah, yeah, you've got it. Yeah, yeah and, and, and then a wassailing was also just a caroling while drinking said drink, I imagine? Um, or is it just drinking in public? Is that what wassailing is? I think they would go, <laughs> no, that's, that's a crime. Uh, the, let's, let's look at both parts of those questions. So the wassail itself is an alcoholic beverage. It's served hot like mulled cider or punch or for some reprobates, nog. And it comes from an old English term that means be well. Apparently, wassailing itself as the tradition involves a band of singers or carolers going door to door in their neighborhood and they're singing Christmas songs and they're offering their audience, the, the home dwellers, drinks from a huge bucket of wassail they'd carry with them. A wassail cup is made of the Roma's merry tree and so is your beer of the fairest honey and joy But it was a transaction. It wasn't just a free song and a drink. Well, you, like, gather people up, right? And, like, take them along with you. Isn't that a thing? Uh, I believe so. You, like, defi- people, you knock on people's door, mm-hmm. and then when they come out, you, like, you invite them to join you, kind of? That not? sounds like a lot of fun. I know, at the very least, homeowners, after they would listen to the song and have a drink of this booze, they would have to uh, give the wassailers, the wassailers, some stuff, right? Interesting. Quid pro quo. It's almost like more of a trick-or-treat situation, really. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And this is all reflected in the lyrics to We Wish You a Merry Christmas when the carolers demand some figgy pudding and we won't go until we get some. We all want some figgy, all want some figgy pudding. We all want some figgy pudding. We all want a spicy cup of good cheer. And we won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. So bring it right here. What is figgy pudding? Figgy pudding is almost like a pound cake, kind of. Or it's like one of those circle cakes, you know, like with the hole in the middle. Um, it's dense. Uh, it has figs chopped densely, you know, buttermilk, um, sort of a almost like a whole wheat flour situation, um, nutmeg, cinnamon. That's basically it, sugar. Okay. Looks okay. pretty good. Yeah. You like a fig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make a, the, I, I make a pretty mean brion cru with a nice fig. Uh, what is that? Is, is that like a brie, like a cheese thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A baked brie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's weird. Okay, so now I know what figgy pudding is. Wait, what's our What's our next song on the list, Mr. Brown? Well, I'll tell you, my friend. Next on the list, we have uh, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Mm. Um, and the concept of telling ghost stories on Christmas, which is, you know, to a modern audience, might seem a little off. Uh, there's a line in uh, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Uh, there'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. Scary ghost stories at Christmas? Get out of here. There'll be parties for hosting, marshmallows for toasting, and caroling out in the snow. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. Yeah, it is weird, right? Because we think of ghost stories as more of a Halloween tradition or maybe when you're out camping somewhere. But it turns out that telling ghost stories during Christmas time is an old English tradition that was completely normal and unremarkable for people during the Victorian era, at least according to the Paris Review, the Smithsonian and other sources. And if you think about it, it makes sense because you're in like the dark of winter. You and your family and friends are hanging out. There's no television. There's no radio. There's no speed walking competition. So you're left to your own devices and tell each other engaging spooky stories. And, you know, when you think about it, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens is very much a ghost story. Of course it is. It gets downright spooky at times. You ever seen the uh, Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol? Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. The big scary dog guy whose name I'm forgetting now. Uh, he Goofy? No, no. He's, he's like Goofy's nemesis. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He plays- uh, Waluja Goofy. He plays the the death figure, you know, the, the ghost of Christmas future. Mm-hmm, that's correct. Is yeah. the evil one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like a, like a scythe-carrying uh, death, and uh, he's smoking a cigar- and he's he was very intimidating. I remember being kind of spooked by that movie. Um, I of course very much enjoy uh, the Bill Murray film Scrooge. Yeah, yeah, that's my rewatch. I that's love a good Scrooge. One. It's a good one. It's a nice marriage of Halloween and Christmas for 
uh, a Halloweener such as myself. Exactly. Uh, I also enjoy Nightmare before Christmas. There's a great, great comedy show here in our fair metropolis of Atlanta called Invasion Christmas Carol, put on by one of my uh, improv alma maters, uh, which is Dad's Garage. Uh, out, out there just down the street from us and they do uh, a comedic take on a Christmas carol but here's their here's their shtick and it, I swear to God it works every show they do each time they do this show they have someone come in as an unannounced character and purposely try to wreck the show purposely try to wreck the story and uh, just like distract people and just raise havoc no like insert themselves into the story as themselves though no or, as different as, characters as whoever they want like it, uh like the last night uh before we recorded this uh thomas the tank engine was one of the characters and he was terrifying because they did he came in as did you, like, you went a, a tank no 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 i know the guy was doing it oh god and I, he was picturing he was showing me the costume oh cool and it's it's like the costume's too big to get through the podcast doors i find thomas the tank a little bit menacing honestly i do too oh yeah charlie the choo-choo as well you know what i mean i don't know who charlie the choo-choo is mm. is he an off-brand thomas the tank i think maybe i'm i'm, I'm thinking of the stephen king charlie uh, it's a, it's a different thing. Okay, got it. You may have just made it up. And if, no, no, case... no, no. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Blaine the Mono as well. No, anthropomorphized locomotives in general. I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush, but in general, I don't care for them. Oh, you're right. Charlie the Choo Choo was a children's book by Stephen King. The very menacing cover. Yes. It looks like a children's book, is it not? Uh, it's a children's book that occurs. Oh, no, it's not by Stephen King. It has a review at the top by Stephen King. It's by Beryl Evans. But it's mentioned in uh, his Dark Tower series. Interesting. In a, in a menacing way. It is by Stephen King. He put it out under a uh, pseudonym. Ah. Beryl Evans. Beryl Evans is he had to, He had to make a new book. one after Bachman got burnt. Casey on the case, huh? Dun-dun. This is our second Stephen King reference in as many episodes. And you're right. It is uh, from the world of the Dark Tower, but it appears to be a children's book. I like this. I'm not aware. So we have one more story because we are, of course, in a rush to get our last pieces of business done to ring in the new year. And and it's been a great year so far, 2019. You know, I give it a a, overall. uh, I think we've, we've had a good time, but we're ready for 2020. What is our last Christmas song? What is the last song we talk about today? Last Christmas. <laughs> yes, Casey. That is my favorite Christmas song of all time. Oh, I love that. Wham. All you got that. me. Can we get a little taste? Smooth, smooth as ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true, but I remember on that show, Clarissa explains it all. She was really into George Michael, and she uh, says his real name, and it's apparently Giorgio Pantio II. Wow. Yep. Uh, Giorgio's Kyrikos Panioto. Yeah. Nice. Is, great. Is that Greek? It sounds very Greek. Has to be. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was, uh, his, uh, his father was a Greek restaurateur. And, of course, the... Uh, this song, which is a, a personal favorite of some friends of mine, is still not as popular as All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey, which is the the juggernaut of the season. It just hit number one mm-hmm. after, like, decades. It's, yeah. it's the, uh, I think, the second 
most delayed number one mm. uh, Billboard hit, uh, and it's never going to beat the first one because it was uh, Vera Lynn, mm. who was a famous um, singer, English singer, mm. um, and she was like in her 90s when this song hit number one. So what is the last song for today's show? Winter Wonderland from 1934. Well, in the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he is positive brown He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no, man. But you can do the job when you're in town it paints a lovely winter scene with two lovers strolling down the lane. Gentle snowfall. In the meadow, we can we can build a snowman and pretend that he is Parson Brown. Who's Parson Brown? Yeah, Casey, give me a record scratch. Who's this Parson Brown guy? I always thought it was Carson Brown. That's just some dude they know. <laughs> who hates snowmen, they need to mock him, yeah, uh, or love snowmen, and they need to build a monument to him. So Parson is a title. It's not a first name. Uh, I thought it was like a famous person or something. So this is this is news to me. I'm into this. Give it to me. Oh, he's just uh, he's a Parson, someone who has the ability to marry people. A Parson is a <gasps> position in Christian clergy, like Thomas Blood. So he's they're, 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 as a parson. they're trying to make the snowman uh, into a clergyman mm-hmm. so that he can marry them on the spot. Yeah, yeah. They're super into each other. And this winter wonderland is more than they can handle. And one note here for uh, snowman chronology, snowmen themselves for a long time had buttons for a nose. Carrot noses are a new thing. Mm. And if you think about it, they're a thing that comes from a time of plenty because usually if someone had a carrot, they would just eat it. Frosty the Snowman had a corn cob pipe and a button nose uh-huh. and two eyes made out of coal. Dead eyes, like a doll's eyes. Or you like know what I'm going to say. snowman's eyes. What? You know what I'm going to say. Oh, what's her, what's his name? No, we're going to skip it. No, give it to me. I forgot. No, 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 no. No, really. Remind me who it is. In the, in no, the, is it Scarlett Johansson? No, no, no. Yes, it is. No, There's someone not. you always say has dead eyes. Who is it? No, I'm like, you know. It's, Why? Did you get did, did you get on notice? Did you get put on notice? No, I'm just in, you know, I, in the spirit of Christopher Miss, I'm going to, I'm going to remain positive, you know. Okay. So, uh, happy holidays to everyone with live eyes and dead eyes alike. What I say, this nog is giving me weird hand sweats, by yeah, the way. You got the nog sweats. I got the nog sweats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this this has been a brief look into carols. This is just, a again, a very brief, uh, very brief dive into some of these. But we hope that you, like us, have found some things that you didn't know about some of your favorite seasonal songs. Also, I'm curious, are you someone who loves or hates Christmas music? The internet is such a divisive place that every year I I don't see anybody who has like a mild take on Christmas songs. I don't see anybody who just lets the waves wash over them. I see people who love, love, love them or hate, hate, hate them. So which are you? Let us know. Let us know what your favorite Christmas songs are or your favorite holiday songs. We should say holiday because these don't all have to be, you know, Christmas carols or whatever. Uh, We also want to hear some of your least favorite. And uh, I am going to I'm going to shout out a very, very strange song uh, from the cognitive hinterlands of country music, which is may be familiar to some of us listening. It is Santa's Coming in a Whirly Bird. 
Have you guys ever heard of this? I don't believe so, no. A whirly bird at the time was slaying for a helicopter. I'm just, you know, you can look it up yourself. I don't know if we have the rights to play it. But boy, it's a weird one. Thank you, as always, to Christopher Hasiotis, uh, the namesake of Christopher Miss and the Christopher Mass uh, spirit. Thanks, of course, to super producer Casey Pegram. Big thanks to Alex Williams for the nog and for the tunes uh, for this uh, beautiful song that you're hearing right now, which kind of has a Christmassy vibe to it in a weird way. Maybe I'm just uh, contextualizing that because I'm getting in the spirit. This is my last day at the office for a little minute, and I'm very pleased uh, about that fact. Uh, huge thanks to Gabe, our research associate, uh, Eve's Jeff Coates. Check her out on This Day in History class and Afropunk Solution Sessions. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, also a huge Christopher Miss thanks to Jonathan Strickland, a.k.a. the uh, Ridiculous Grincharian, a.k.a. Young Quizzles, a.k.a. The Quister. Uh, we hope that you have a fantastic 2020. We can't wait to see what uh, adventures you have and uh, what wonders await you. Wassail. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.